I don't care what lengths I have to go to. I'm going to make this podcast the most popular and successful podcast of all time. I don't care how many laws I have to break. I don't care how many cocks I have to suck. It is going to be done. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Okay, I love you too, Mom. All right, bye. Welcome, everybody, to the Class Act Podcast. I am your host, Barry McCockner. It is Wednesday, March 6th, the year of our Lord, 2019. Um, and I'll just, get, I'll, right, I'll just get this right out of the way, because I know I talk about LeBron a lot uh, on this podcast, and I'm trying my best to come up with new topics to talk about, because I don't want to get pigeonholed. Uh, but, I mean, we have to talk about the, the fact that the Lakers and LeBron are probably going to miss the playoffs. Well, they're, they're going to miss the playoffs. Um and it's disappointing. It's just been a ridiculously... It's been one big clusterfuck of a season for the Lakers and LeBron. From the injuries, from uh, just the lack of shooting, just just everything that, has, that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. And it sucks because... <clears throat> and I, I think the worst part about all this is it was all avoidable. Like, every, like ever since July... When the Lakers signed the Lakers signed LeBron, well, I shouldn't even say that. LeBron went to the Lakers, went to Los Angeles. The Lakers, like Magic Johnson, who's a fucking idiot, didn't recruit LeBron James. Okay, LeBron James chose to go to L.A. And then fucking idiot Magic Johnson, who has, is basically a failure in everything in his life besides playing basketball. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But everything else he's tried, he fucking sucks at. He sucked at announcing. He sucked at hosting games. He sucked at, at hosting his own talk show. He sucks as a president and general manager. We have 15-plus years of evidence to show that you surround LeBron James with shooters. Okay. And what does he do? He goes and he picks players who can't fucking shoot to surround LeBron James. And whoop-de-fucking-do, wouldn't you know it, the Lakers are the third worst three-point shooting team in the league. They're the worst free-throw shooting team in the league. And that partially that's, that's LeBron's fault. But, I mean, everything that has happened to the Lakers, is it's not surprising. Even though it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. And it's so frustrating as a LeBron fan like myself. Because deep down... I understand that LeBron chose to go to L.A. He could have gone anywhere, and he chose to go to the Lakers. And one of the biggest gripes I had with him going to the Lakers was that it's going to bring up all these goddamn Kobe Bryant, you know, comparisons and references because Lakers fans are fucking idiots, and Kobe Bryant fans are fucking delusional idiots. Every time the Lakers lose a game, now, it's... uh, Kobe would have won that game. Kobe would have led the Lakers to the playoffs. Kobe literally, he he tore his Achilles trying to carry the Lakers to the playoffs. LeBron doesn't have that killer instinct. Give me a fucking break. This is so fucking annoying. And the worst part about it is, is that LeBron didn't even have to go to the Lakers. I said way back in July, I said, I hope LeBron goes to Philadelphia. I really hope he does. And what else, you know what's going to happen now, and it's going to be so goddamn annoying, is that we're going to have to listen to LeBron haters say, 
See, I told you LeBron couldn't win in the West. He's a product of the East. Never mind the fact that he's won three finals MVPs, the fact that he was the best player on teams that beat the 73-win Warriors, the Pop Duncan Spurs in the finals, and an OKC team with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden on it. But let's just put that aside for the fact right now that it sucks because the thing is, the other thing that's annoying about this is, and there's so many annoying things, but one of the annoying things about this entire LeBron saga is that we have people every game now with the Lakers. You have idiots cherry-picking one or two defensive possessions from LeBron and then running with it and making him seem like he's the worst defender in NBA history. It's fucking annoying. Look, LeBron's not a great defender anymore, but he, this like the, the fact that all of his detractors and his haters are, are coming out in full force and just like, shitting all over him it's just like jesus christ i can't i i it gets worse every year the more lebron accomplishes the worse it gets and it's just going to get even worse once lebron passes michael jordan on the all-time scoring list which is probably going to happen tonight um and it's just going to be horrible it's going to be awful it's like every single thing lebron does every game every dribble every quarter every shot every pass everything he does is constantly compared to michael jordan and in a way, that's the greatest testament to LeBron's greatness. Everything he does for the last decade and a half has been scrutinized and micromanaged and compared to Michael Jordan. The fact that LeBron didn't flame out mentally is quite honestly nothing short of a miracle. And that's partly why I like LeBron so much, why I'm such a big LeBron fan, and why people always call me a LeBron dick rider, or you're just a delusional LeBron fan. No, I'm a reasonable LeBron fan who I'm not going to blame LeBron for uh, missing the playoffs when he's by far the best player on the team, and he missed 20 games for a team that hadn't made the playoffs in five years. You can blame LeBron. You can say LeBron could have gone anywhere else, and that's true. Okay, but I can guarantee you LeBron didn't count on missing 20 games. If LeBron had been playing all season and not missed any games and the Lakers were still in trouble right now like they are to miss the playoffs, you'd have a lot more points. But the fact that LeBron has missed like a quarter of the season, which the Lakers fucking sucked during the time he was out, it's just a it's just a clusterfuck. Everything is just so as a LeBron fan right now, it's so goddamn annoying. All the haters are coming out in full force. Just like, just shut the fuck up. All these haters are so insecure about Michael Jordan's legacy. And deep down, in a way, a part of me can't wait until LeBron is gone, is retired. Because, honestly, I'm just fucking sick of all this, of everything LeBron does. Just has to, There always has to be a counterpoint. There always has to be somebody to discredit him. And as a LeBron fan, it's just fucking tiring. Like, I, I, I hate... And that's not to say that LeBron it doesn't put some of this on himself throughout his career. I mean, he had the the decision, he had the pep rally in Miami. But I mean, people act like LeBron, you know, raped a woman, like he's Kobe Bryant or something like that. I mean, the the hate LeBron gets and the lengths that people go to discredit LeBron is just it's ridiculous. I've never seen I've never seen anything like it. The standards LeBron gets held to are unmatched from any athlete in any sport ever. Ever. Okay? LeBron has played 56,000 career minutes. Michael Jordan didn't even play 49,000 career minutes, okay? And LeBron is still putting up all NBA caliber numbers in his 16th year. And it's just... And every single game he loses, he still has people at his neck discrediting him. I've never seen anything like it. And that's why he's the greatest player of all time. Because the standards he gets held to are unmatched. And that's the facts. 
That's just the facts. Now, as for what the Lakers are going to do in free agency, who knows? They have a lot of their veterans on one-year deals. Um, it looks like, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know what Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant are going to do in free agency because Kyrie Irving's a weirdo. Kevin Durant's a weirdo. They, I, I don't think they're, Honestly, I don't know if they'll go to the Knicks. I'll be shocked if they go to the Knicks because in my lifetime, the Knicks have literally their biggest free agent the Knicks have signed was Amari Stoudemire, and that was in the summer of 2010 when they literally the Knicks literally tanked like three to four seasons before that just to set themselves up to go at big free agents like LeBron and Wade and Bosch, and they didn't get any of them. So they settled for Amari Stoudemire. And that's the biggest free agent the Knicks have had in my lifetime, which is like 25 years. So... I'll be shocked if LeBron, I'm sorry, if, if Durant and, and Kyrie go to the Knicks. But uh, who knows? I mean, maybe they'll, maybe Anthony Davis will finally be let out of his prison cell with the Pelicans, which is the, the Anthony Davis situation is, is one of the most awkward situations that I can ever remember as a sports fan watching. I mean, the other game, the other night against the Lakers, uh, he, he, if, if he had played the whole game, he probably would have scored like 50 points. Or, or more. He was on fire, and he only played, what, like 20 minutes or something like that? It was just ridiculous. Um, so hopefully uh, the Lakers can add another superstar, which they failed to do, um, around LeBron, which they failed to do uh, this past season. And they basically they basically wasted a year of LeBron's career. Um, but at the same time, as I say this, I understand that, like, part of me, I wish, I, I wish LeBron went to another team besides Philadelphia. Because not just besides the Lakers, excuse me, not, and as like I said, not just because of the fit on the court, which surrounding LeBron with a bunch of non-shooters is not the way to maximize LeBron's talents, but the Lakers fans, the toxic, idiotic Lakers fans off the court, and their obsession with comparing everything to Kobe Bryant. Okay, and I know I've said this before, but I just have to restate it again, and this will be my last topic on it. Kobe Bryant is nowhere close to LeBron James as a basketball player. Okay, LeBron James is head and shoulders better than Kobe Bryant. It's not even a debate. Statistically, the stats show it. The eye test shows it. Everything shows that LeBron James is a far superior basketball player than Kobe Bryant. And it's not even close. Okay, you could argue Michael Jordan. If you say Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time, okay, you can actually make legitimate arguments. You cannot make, there is no legit argument for Kobe Bryant being a better basketball player than LeBron James. And that's my final statement on that. Let's switch sports now for a little bit. Uh, this past week was the NFL Combine, which um, the name the name Combine, I just have to, this, this, is, this is unrelated, but I just want to say that growing up one time, I, I used to mix up Combine with Columbine, which was the tragic, which is the high school where uh, the tragic shooting happened. Uh, and it's it's just it's just a very tough scene, but that's just that's a side point. Anyway, the NFL Combine happened this past week, and I've always been a little bit freaked out. Not not freaked out, but I've always I always felt the Combine was a little weird because basically you're you're taking these young men and you're stripping them down into you know spandex suits, and you're telling them go run a forty yard dash, go do this shit. And the way people kind of, like, it, 
it almost makes the athletes into like like they're not people. Like we like DK Metcalf, for example, the old Miss wide receiver who you know looks like a Dragon Ball Z character, is built like you know Super Saiyan three Goku, and uh, you know runs like a forty yard dash in like four or three seconds. Like the way people were talking about him, like he was like like he wasn't even a, a person. It's just weird. And the fact is like. Do I really need to see an offensive lineman run the 40-yard dash? Like, what's the point of watching a fat guy run 40 yards? Like, offensive linemen are not going to run 40 yards on a play. They're just not going to do it. Like, so much of the drills that they do at the combine really don't tell you much about about a player. I mean, hell, look at John Ross, the guy who ran, like, the fastest. I think it's either him or Chris Johnson. I don't know. But either him or Chris Johnson has, like, the fastest 40-yard dash time on record since, like, 2000. And John Ross has, has ended up being like one of the biggest draft busts in recent memory for the Bengals, and they're they're tra- trying to trade him. So, and there are plenty of examples throughout NFL history with the combine of you know workout warriors, guys who put up ridiculous numbers uh, and put up ridiculous measurables, and they ended up being absolutely horrible football players. I mean, the the, the most memorable one for me, one I remember actually watching, was Vernon Golston who looked like he was built like a Greek god, and he got drafted, I think, sixth overall by the Jets as a defensive end, and he literally never, he had zero sacks in his career. One of the biggest draft busts of all time. You know, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Um, For me, I I like, I do like, at the combine, I like watching quarterbacks throw the ball. Um, Just, I don't know, that's my favorite part of the combine, just watching the quarterbacks throw the ball. Um... Another story at the combine, or maybe I should say the biggest story at the combine, was probably what's going to happen with Kyler Murray. Um, there's some mixed reviews on it. There's people saying that uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who have the first pick, are in love with Kyler Murray because their new head coach slash male model, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, is enamored with with Kyler Murray, and um, and you know the fact that Kyler Murray is like only five ten, and there's never really been a quarterback. Well, I shouldn't say that because Michael Vick was only like six foot, but but um, it's very rare to see a quarterback as short as Kyler Murray go this high in the draft, go so high in the draft. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, like I said, who have the first pick, are, are reportedly enamored with him, and he's going to be going first overall. But this this comes into trouble because literally just last year they picked Josh Rosen, uh, like I think it was in the top ten or so, like. He was the eleventh or tenth overall pick, I forget, but just you know. But anyway, so that that's the problem there is the Cardinals hold on to Rosen, who literally had one of the worst uh, rookie seasons by any quarterback in NFL history. Uh, he was like Deshaun Kaiser level bad as a rookie. Or do you go, or do you try and trade Rosen and stick with Murray? For me, it's a no brainer from the Cardinals. From what I saw from Rosen last year, he was horrible, and I think you know. I can't remember. I mean, Jared Goff is like the best case scenario for rookie quarterbacks who were historically bad, who turned who turned their careers around. Um, but you know, I don't know. I I don't. I wouldn't bank on that happening again. So from what I I, I don't hand hand up. I don't watch college football that much. I mean, I'll watch college football here and there. I saw I saw a couple games from Kyler Murray. Um, I would I would draft Kyler Murray if I was the Cardinals. Because, I mean, literally their offense was, you know, their offense was horrible. And I think the fact that if if you're going to have a new coach like the Cardinals did, I think it's ideal to 
draft a quarterback that the coach likes. And if you have a chance to get that quarterback that the coach likes, and reportedly Cliff Kingsbury loves Kyler Murray, then I think I think you draft Kyler Murray first overall. And so him and Kingsbury are both, you know, coming in at the same time. Um, I mean, it's there's been plenty of of uh, of coach QB pairings that entered the NFL in the same year that ended up winning Super Bowls together. So that could be a good uh, that could be a good way. I mean, hope. I mean, you don't know, but uh, the thing about Kyler Murray is that other people are saying that he was a horrible interview and that he, you know, there there seems to be a lot of people who don't like Kyler Murray, which is kind of weird, but. Uh, hey, you know, what can you do? I mean, Kyler Murray, God bless him. He's not the best looking guy, but he's about to make more money in a few weeks than I ever will. So God bless him. Uh, sticking with football. Um, let's see. In terms of free agency news, I think the big, the biggest free agent, well, not, it's not even a free, he's not even a free agent, but uh, the biggest uh, free agency slash trade rumors is obviously still Antonio Brown. And where is Antonio Brown going to go? Because basically Antonio Brown for the last, I don't know, month or two has been like purposely sabotaging his, his status with the, with the Steelers. I mean, he liked a comment or, or uh, excuse me. He liked a tweet that was, that called Ben Roethlisberger a rapist, which isn't wrong. I'm just saying, but it's like, if you want to stay with the Steelers, then you probably shouldn't point out the fact that, you know, you shouldn't call your QB a rapist, even if it's true. So, you know, Antonio Brown is basically doing everything he can to get out to get away from the Steelers. Uh, I, I think I'll be shocked if if he lands uh, anywhere in the AFC North because I don't think the Steelers are dumb enough to trade him within the division. Um, however, there are rumors about him going to the Browns, so you don't know. I would not be shocked at all if the Patriots somehow got him because the fucking Patriots have a fucking horseshoe stuck up their ass for the last, you know, 20 years. So if they are able to add Antonio Brown, I would not be shocked one bit. Um, Antonio Brown's former teammate, Le'Veon Bell, who, as everybody knows, who follows football, sat out the entire 2018 season. Who know, who the hell knows where Le'Veon Bell is going to go? See, running backs for me, running backs are really, really interchangeable. And, like, if... It, Le'Veon Bell, what will probably happen to Le'Veon Bell is the Jets will probably pay out the hoo-ha to get Le'Veon Bell on their team, and the Jets will probably go 6-10 and 10 or 5-11 and 11 next year. And that's just how it, that's how it works with running backs, okay? You look at Saquon Barkley, okay? Saquon Barkley was every bit as good as a rookie as his hype would tell you. And guess what? The Giants went 5-11. and 11. Like, there's only so much that a running back can do in today's NFL. I liken it. I liken the Giants taking Saquon Barkley second overall last year to the Phoenix Suns drafting DeAndre Ayton first overall this year. Look, Ayton and Barkley are both very good players and could potentially be great players, but their impact on winning is limited based on the air they play in. Like, if you draft a center like DeAndre Ayton, who doesn't stretch the floor, who doesn't shoot threes, in an era that's predicated on pace and space and shooting a bunch of threes and, you know, all that shit, then there's only so much that you can do to, you know, to impact winning. And DeAndre Ayton's been very good this year as a rookie. In most years, he'd probably be the rookie of the year front runner if not for Luka Doncic. But and the same thing goes with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was great as a rookie, but, you know, it's just the running back position in the NFL is 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 not very valuable. And that's just a fact. Um... But as an Eagles fan, 
I'm very, very happy that they that the Giants decided to retain uh, Eli Manning for another year. I think that's a great decision. I think that you know the fact that he's able that they're uh, willing to help the Eagles win two more games is it's just it's so unselfish of them, and I really, really thank them so much. Thank you, New York. Actually, no, they're, they're the New Jersey Giants. They're the New Jersey Giants, okay? You're not New York. You play your games in East Rutherford, New Jersey. What the fuck do you have New York in your name for? Seriously, that's false advertising. I'm going to sue your fucking ass, okay? I'll see your asses in court, John Mara. You hear me? You listen to this bullshit podcast? Huh? You think I'm a little weasel? You think I won't do it? I will. I'll see you in court, buddy. Let's talk about some non-sports news, because that's what people really want to hear about. Um, There's a whole bunch of of controversial shit happening in terms of musicians who might have been or are pedophiles. And that's R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. I'll start off with R. Kelly because right now R. Kelly, the interview that he did uh, with uh, with uh, whatever the place he did it with, I forget the exact uh, station he did it with, but basically he just made a fool of himself. And it's quite honestly, it's, it's, it's incredible that he's not in jail. Because the guy has basically been coasting for 20 years off of, I don't know. I mean, he got bailed out. He had his, he got, he, uh, some, some woman I read, like, bailed him out. He, he was too poor to bail himself out of jail. <coughs> so some woman, like, used the money from her daughter's, like, wrongful death suit, I believe, to, to pay R. Kelly's bail. I mean, just, Jesus Christ, people are so fucking stupid. That's the biggest takeaway. If you don't take anything else away from all my podcasts, from all my tweets that I do, from all the troll tweets I make at at Donald Trump and shit like that, it's that people are fucking morons. Okay? And that's, that's the biggest takeaway. If you don't take anything else away from life, you just have to remember that people are fucking morons. A lot of people mean well. There are, there are definitely smart people out there. But... At, at the reason why we have so many problems in society is that people are fucking idiots. And that's just a fact. That's a fact. And it goes in sports. It goes for politics. Doubly more so in politics. Um, but that's just how it works. And it's unfortunate. And you see that when you look at all the people defending Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jackson was a vicious pedophile. He paid off numerous families to settle their you know their uh, their cases against him. I mean Jesus Christ. This guy was a vicious pedophile. He was he's one he was evil. He was he abused so many kids and yet people still come to flock to him. Why? Because he was he was he made some catchy songs <laughs> because because he could moonwalk because he was a good dancer. I mean what the fuck is wrong with you people? Jesus Christ. I'm not even joking. Like seriously, this is fucking sick. Uh, every day I get on the internet, and my faith in humanity gets less and less each day. It, it worsens at less and less each day. It's disgusting, and quite frankly, it's I, I can't even. I'm getting emotional just thinking about how dumb people are. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, well, I mean, the the big the big movie coming out now, recently, or that's about to come out, is Captain Marvel, which just absolutely reeks of pandering and. Uh, you know, SJW bullshit, and based on the reviews that it's getting so far, uh, it's not very good. And I'm glad, because I, I 
I'm not a big comic book guy. I mean, I've seen the Avengers movies. I've se- I'll watch you know some of the superhero movies, um, but I'm not I'm not you know like a diehard comic book guy. I'm not like a guy who knows you know who goes in depth about you know Batman and Superman, the Avengers and and all that stuff and Spider Man and all that shit. Um, but I mean, I, I I'm well I I know enough to to. To know when I when I see a pandering movie when I when I see it and Black Panther was the same thing, Black Panther was another movie I saw Black Panther it was okay, it was okay it wasn't great, it wasn't great. Michael B Jordan is I'm sorry I I know a lot of people like Michael B Jordan, but he's a horrible actor I mean Jesus he was so cringeworthy as Killmonger in Black Panther, but you know like when I see people say oh. Black Panther is sets an inspiration for kids. Really? Really? You must you do you're doing a fucking horrible job at parenting if your son or your daughter is looking up to an imaginary superhero who beats the shit out of other people for invading a fictional country, okay? Spend time with your kids. Do shit with your kids. Make sure that they don't have to look up to in you know uh, imaginary fictional superheroes who beat the shit out of other people. For guidance, for you know, for guidance. Okay, let let's let's do that. Let's do that instead of looking up to, you know, people who uh, you know comic book movie characters. And that goes with girls with Captain Marvel now too. Shooting laser beams out of your arms. Okay, if you look up to a woman that does that, then your life is fucked. That's just a fact. You, you can you can hit me. You can say I'm being crude or I'm being crass, but that's just a fact. Um, speaking of comic book characters, you know, I I've been watching. I've been binge watching um, Batman the animated series lately because I'm I'm such a classy guy, and it's 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 a you know it's a kid show so it it's not um, it's I, I wish it was a little bit more violent, but I I, I, I just want to point this out for some reason like I just love the fact how because it's a kid show they can't show anybody dying, so like every single time a, a person gets thrown off a bridge or a building or something like that. They always land in like a body of a random body of water so they don't die. Like that's just that's just that's my biggest takeaway from it is every like and the other thing is like the other thing with Batman is like Batman is basically it's pretty funny how dependent he is on on Alfred, his butler. Like if Batman is just out if he's like he's he's patrolling around Gotham and he's trying to find you know trying to stop some crime and then and then Batmobile runs out of gas. Like he has, to, he has to call, he has to call his butler Alfred to come fill up the gas tank for him. Like let's say his grappling hook when he's trying to swing from building to building, his grappling hook malfunctions and he falls to his death. <laughs> like that, that's that's a legitimate thing that could happen with Batman. That's something that could happen. The other funny thing is like ever like Batman's Batman one of Batman's trademarks is whenever like he'll he'll meet with somebody and then. He'll talk with that with that person for a little bit, and then, like when that person is turned away or isn't looking, Batman will like sneak off and he'll disappear. To be honest with you, that's one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. I would I would pay money to watch a show that was nothing but just where you just watched Batman sneak away from people while they weren't looking. It would it would be hilarious. It would be one of the greatest shows of all time. I I would be willing to set up funding for a show like that. It would be absolutely hilarious. 
But enough about Batman now. Um, let's talk about some soccer, okay? All right, so that was talking soccer. Let's talk about some baseball. Uh, the big baseball news is that Bryce Harper got a 13-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. I believe it was worth $330 million or so over 13 years with with uh, no opt-out, no trade, or no opt-out clause. I mean, damn. Really? 13 years? 13 years? Jesus. That, that's that's just wow and the thing here's the th- here's the funny thing about all this is that and I know this will ruffle a lot of feathers Bryce Harper isn't great he's good he's he's good and there's some times where he's very good but he's not a great he's not a consistently great player he's not like a Mike trout Mike trout Mike trout is consistently great he's consistently dominant Bryce Harper has had one historically great year in his career. That was 2015. That one year in 2015, Bryce Harper lived up to all of the hype, to all of the expectations that have been following him since he was in high school. But other than 2015, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. He's had a pretty low batting average. He's been pretty consistent in terms of drawing walks, in terms of getting on base. That's really his best attribute, his most consistent attribute is getting on base. But his OPS plus outside of outside of uh, 2015 is good. Again, it's good, but it's not but is it like the richest contract in the history of North American sports good? No. So he I mean he's only 26, so it's not like an Albert Pujols deal when Albert Pujols signed with the Angels back in 2012 where by the time the contract's over he's going to be, you know, 45 or some shit like that. But Still, I think Bryce Harper is probably over. Bryce Harper is overrated a little bit. I like watching him play, and I think, but I think baseball would be better with more guys like Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper has a bit of an attitude to him. And baseball's biggest problem is that there's there's like no sizzle. There there's no the best player. Mike Trout's the best player, and he could walk into like any restaurant across America, and most of if not everybody in that restaurant wouldn't recognize him. You talk about the NFL. You talk about guys like Tom Brady or you talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers or the biggest superstars in the NFL. Or you talk about the NBA, especially the NBA, like LeBron and Durant and Curry and Giannis and Anthony Davis. You know, these guys are known everywhere. But when you talk about baseball, like, like who, what, what is there to draw in the casual fan? Like, in terms of regional markets, like, you know, people in, in Seattle will like the Mariners, but in terms of national interests, like, what is there to like about Seattle? Like, what is there intrigue? You know, why why should I watch the Mariners play? Like, and I think this goes back to baseball's biggest problem, in my opinion, is that the season's too long. 162 games? Are you that, That's way too long. Playoff, base, playoff baseball is great because, you know, the stakes are ramped up, the intensity is ramped up. And it's great. Every pitch means something. But the regular season in baseball is so long and it's so drawn out that, you know, you just, I don't know. It's just, it's just boring some of the times. Okay. It's just boring. And I think, I think, you know, I think it's good that um, baseball is trying to implement a pitch clock to try and speed up 
the games because I think it's a little. I think it is ridiculous that the pitchers, you know, spend you know five hours sometimes in between pitches. But I I think that I just think the bigger problem is that there's a lack of superstars in baseball, and I think Bryce Harper is one of the few uh, guys that baseball has that is is he's kind of arrogant and he, people who know who he is. And people you know, national nationally know who he is. Like casual fans know who Bryce Harper is, and they can put a name to the face. And I don't think I don't think I don't think baseball has honestly had a true global superstar really since Derek Jeter. I think Derek Jeter was like the last global uh, player that it really everybody around the world knew who Derek Jeter was, because you know he had all the World Series titles. He was with the with the uh, premier franchise in all sports, with the Yankees and all that. And he he was clean. He never had any, you know, he was never linked with any, you know, performance-enhancing drugs, things like that. Um, and speaking of performance-enhancing drugs, I think I think the the uh, MLB needs to legalize them again because the baseball was so much more fun when dudes were roided out and, and jacked up out of their minds and smashing homers everywhere. Although I will say, as I say that, I recognize that um, home runs are being hit at a more frequent weight rate than ever before, at at the expense of batting average. So it's really more of an all or nothing type of thing, where it's either home runs or strikeouts. And I always laugh when old timers are like, oh, these, "These these hitters today, they just don't have the same, you know, eye hand eye coordination as players in the past era." Well, you know, I'm pretty sure it has more to do with the fact that. Teams nowadays have like 12 pitchers in their bullpen who can throw 99 miles an hour. Whereas you go back and look at like Ted Williams and Babe Ruth, they were playing against like Civil War veterans who had one eye and could barely top 85 miles an hour. So if you put like any average player from today in baseball back into, you know, the 1940s, they'd be like a Hall of Famer. So that's just the facts. Um, People, it's funny in like every sport, and this goes back, I'm, I'm transitioning now. This goes back to like every sport of in every, in every facet of life people are people accept the notion that things get better, things evolve. But when it comes to sports, especially in the NBA, people nostalgia is such a bitch because people are so like that they get so nostalgia clouds their judgment so badly that you know what happened 20 years ago was better than today. Give me a fucking break. Seriously, give me a fucking break. Okay. The Warriors from the last four to five years would blow would absolutely blow Jordan's Bulls out of out of the arena. It would it wouldn't be close. Okay. Especially I love I love when people are like, the ninety six Bulls would, would beat the Warriors from like, you know, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you are you really serious? You're telling me a team that got pushed to six games with an injured Gary Payton and fat ass Sean Kemp would beat the Warriors with Curry, Durant, Clay, Draymond, Andre Iguodala. I mean, with three of the best shooters of all time, with a shortened three-point line. Are you fucking kidding me? No, get the fuck out of here. Seriously, okay. This again. This goes back to my point that people are fucking stupid, and once you realize that most people are fucking stupid, your life is a lot better. Um. And another example of people being stupid is, well, I mean, Jesus, you can you can just look at my mentions anytime I, I, I trolled Donald Trump. 
I mean, goodness gracious, folks. It, it's every single time I, I treat, I tweet at Donald Trump. Every single time, without fail, and I know I've, t- I think I've talked about this before. Without fail, you, I get my mentions turn into like a nuclear explosion of dog avies of middle-aged white women named Deborah and Pamela and Susan, all telling me that you know you can't overdose on marijuana. The 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 inability of people to detect sarcasm is it's just frightening, and it really it's really a microcosm of why we have so many problems in our society because people are dumb, and like I said earlier. The sooner you realize that, the better you'll be because you won't worry about as much shit. You won't get as upset about little things as as you should once you realize that people are dumb. Most people are dumb. There are smart people out there, like me, of course. There are plenty of smart people out there, but there are a lot more dumb people. And that's the lesson of the day. <coughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about... Um, Eric Weddle being released by the Baltimore Ravens unceremoniously dumped. Quite frankly, when I heard the news that Eric Weddle was getting cut, I immediately vomited all over my carpet. And the the amount of racism, it just it's just further proof that racism is alive and well in this country, folks. A hardworking white man like Eric Weddle, who has proven his worth time and time again, gets unceremoniously dumped. You've got to be kidding me. You've, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, Eric, Eric, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not, but if you are, I am willing to pay to go to court to represent you in, ter- in terms of a wrongful termination. And we'll sue those fucking Baltimore Ravens bitches. Okay? The Baltimore Ravens, their franchise has no integrity. For Christ's sakes, they have a fucking statue of a murderer outside of their stadium. They tried to re-sign... Ray, they tried to like praise Ray Rice after he beat the shit out of his wife in an elevator. And they would have gotten away with it if the video had never been released. So, Eric, if you, like I said, if you listen to this, give me a call. Hit me up in my DMs. We can figure this out. All right. What else? I've, I've talked about a lot of things here. I'm trying to think of something else to talk about. Again, this is, this is raw. This is unedited shit. All right. And that's why I think my, my fans and my followers, why they love me. It's because I'm raw and I'm unedited and I'm real. I'm fucking real, man. Okay, I'm not fake. I'm not phony like Pamela Anderson's tits. I am real. I'm 100% authentic. Um, well, I, uh, I'm trying to... All right, let's talk about March Madness a little bit then. Um, I mean... Well, all right. The biggest thing about March Madness, and I don't watch a lot of college basketball because if I wanted to watch a bunch of kids throw up bricks for 40 minutes, I could just go to my local uh, recreational center. The thing about college basketball, and the greatest lie in all of sports, is March Madness and Cinderella runs, okay? Sure. Every now and then, you'll get a team like Loyola Marymount, no, Loyola of Chicago, like last year, when they make it to the Final Four. And there's there, there's this prevailing idea that like every the reason college basketball is so great is because every year they have a chance. Every team that gets in the tournament has a chance to win, and that's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Every year, every single year, a team from a power conference wins. Every year, without fail. Every year. Sure, like I said, 
Every now and then, you'll get a team like VCU or George Mason or Loyola of Chicago or Butler who will make a deep run. But in the end, every single year, there's always a big-time school like a Duke, like a Kentucky or a Kansas or a Villanova that goes home with the trophy or UNC or UConn. Every year. Every year. So, if you're one of those people that that says you love college basketball because there's no you don't know who's going to win at the end of every year. That that's just that's just patently not true. You you can bet without fail that a team from a power conference like the ACC or the Big 12 is going to win. Every year. Every year. Although, I, I do think March Madness, I, I do like it a little bit more. I think the one thing about March Madness is at least you don't know exactly which team is going to win. Unlike the NBA, when you know the Warriors are going to win. Although, lately the Warriors have not been very good. But that's probably because Steph Curry is still reeling from that minor car accident he was in almost four months ago. So it's it's understandable. Oh man, this fucking sucks. I just I just read that Alex Trebek has been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And that's fucking horrible. Man, that's fucking horrible. And I mean this, I'm going to I'm gonna get out of character for a second here. And I'm going to... I just want to say, if you're listening to this, and I know you've probably heard this before, but if you are maybe on bad terms with, love, with a loved one or a parent, or you're mad at your parents... Or, or sister or brother or a relative or a friend, whatever it is. Make sure right now that you go and you tell them that you love them. Because you don't know when it'll be the last time. And I know this firsthand because my father passed away unexpectedly three years ago. And my life has never been the same since. And my biggest regret in my life is that I never got to say goodbye to him. And... If you, like I said, if you're on bad terms with a loved one or whatever, life's too short to hold these grudges. So make sure that you don't go out on bad terms with anybody you love because you never know when it's going to be over. That wraps up this week of the Cloud Sack Podcast. Remember to stay classy, folks, and respect the troops. There's a time in our lives when we must listen to the oppressed. And realize we've been keeping women down They have power and they have courage And And we must all stand by the belief That a woman is strong And she has the right to queen Fly free Free to queen aloud Fly free Let every queen show that you're proud You face so many challenges to put an end to your grief. You're a woman now, and you are free to quit. It's time for equality. We must give them the respect they deserve. They're just the same as you and me. Their rights must be preserved. Queen free. Stars shine bright. You are woman, hear you roar. Queen free.
and too loud to ignore. Queen for little each day and let your soul take flight.